Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. We are recording this Friday morning. Uh, 10.30 is when we went live, so injury news, all those kind of updates, depending on when you are watching and or listening to this. I just want to make that up front. We're going with what we've got. So, this is the show, baby. I'm so pumped about this. Our flagship program previewing this Monday Night Football matchup. 49ers versus Vikings, week seven. And obviously last week sucked. Anytime you lose, you lose to a backup quarterback and on the road, whatever. It's bad. But here's the good thing. The Vikings won uh, against, I think, the worst team in the NFL, which is the Chicago Bears. Um, barely, by the way, 19 to 13. They barely won that game, and it took a fumble at the end for a touchdown just to secure that victory. But having them come off a win is huge. They're not good. They're two and four. We'll, we'll detail all of that. The 49ers are five and one, and there's so many storylines here. Yeah, primetime Kirk Cousins, baby. Uh, no Justin Jefferson, which I hate. I, I want to see the best of the best. And for somebody that is on pace to be one of the best you know, wide receivers of all time. And Justin Jefferson, I don't think he'll be the best. I mean, it's almost impossible to pass Jerry Rice. But he's on pace to be in the conversation of one of the top wide receivers of all time. We'll see how that goes. So want to say thank you to everybody showing up. What's up? Joel, the man, I uh, just want to say happy early retirement, my friend. So happy for you, man. Excited for you. Appreciate all that you've done. Love all the hashtag CCs. What's up, Steven? How we doing? Zero. Uh, we got everybody. We even got John Christman. Christman. Um, very similar to John Chapman. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> right here, Diamond Dog. Don't put the game on Moody, and we will be groovy. You got to put some games on him at, at some point because it, you're going to have to rely on this guy. I, I don't think that this is a game that's going to come down to that. What's up, Slick? How we doing? RTP, the man, Melissa. You guys are awesome, man. Appreciate you guys. Mike, dude, this is awesome. And yeah, Melissa, she says, so good to catch you live. It's much appreciated. Glad that you are here. Thomas says a little Chapman in the morning is a good thing. Now, we've got 13 pages of notes. I'm going to do my best to get through as much as possible. Shout out to Coach Cruz. You know, he works so hard on these. It helps, you know, just dig into all this craziness that we have uh, prepping for these games. And it's, it's just so fun for me. I'm a little kid, and I am just loving this. Now, before we dive into the current teams, 
there was one of my favorite parts about the press conference earlier this week with Kyle Shanahan was, you know, somebody asked the question of Kirk Cousins and probably my favorite thing this year, my number one favorite thing. I've, I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy. Okay. Not at all. Don't want him around my franchise. Couldn't stand rooting for this guy. I'm so thankful that that has ended, but Kyle Shanahan's loved this dude from the start. And somebody asked him about, you know, what it was like drafting him because he was with Washington. He was the OC. The dad was there. And Shanahan dove into this. And there's a couple things that I thought were crazy about this. So let's start with the little Kirk Cousins Kyle talk. We've got to deal with it. Uh, This clip I thought was just killer this week. He was asked about how you got Kirk Cousins. And we learned some new stuff about the draft and the quarterbacks of that draft, which are still all hanging around the NFL. Um, And he just came in in such a weird situation. You know, we traded up. We got a, another quarterback with the second pick in the draft, and uh, it was a good story. That you know, I remember if I'm, we had the sixth pick, and and I knew if we were going at six, you know, my dad wanted to take Tannenhill. Um, I was hoping to get Kirk in the second round and go a different direction. Then we traded up to two and went with Robert. And, and I remember him telling me that um, my dad really liked Russell Wilson, and he said we we're going to take Russell Wilson in the fourth and get two quarterbacks in there that year. And then we got to the fourth and Russell was gone. And I remember him coming to my room and was like, hey, do you still want your guy, Kirk? I was like, I don't know about that, Dad. We've, we've got another direction. He's like, no, the plan was going to take two. We're still taking two. Um, then we ended up taking Kirk, which I was pumped about because um, that's what I wanted it originally. Um, then to be able to get both of them. And I know it's a weird situation for Kirk because to go into a place where you know you're not going to have that opportunity. But he just kind of sat there and soaked everything in and learned a lot. And um, it was a fun two years just working with him every day. But didn't get to coach him much in games. I think we had three games with him. Um, but he was awesome in the office. Yeah. And so, like, Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, um, Robert RG3. You've got all these different names, you know, bouncing around. It's incredible. And most of those guys, RG3, you know, who's still prominent in the NFL world, but the injuries and whatever else, it's just fascinating. And it's just draft conversation is incredible. Now, Brock has played well enough to put that to bed. This is the last year of Kirk Cousins. And if he could go anywhere, it would be with none other than Kyle Shanahan and that's kind of what he wants. But expiring contract, there's no way the Niners can pay him what he wants. Uh, my favorite thing about Kirk Cousins is how he has taken advantage of the salaries, and the franchise uh, tag and all that stuff to work out for him. All the guaranteed deals. I love that. And I love to see people get paid. I just don't want to root for this dude. I, I just don't want to do it. Uh, it's, it's, it's not my thing. Um, anyway, Mike, he says, my three-year-old son is learning your voice. Um, there we go. What's up, little guy? Uh, stay strong, faithful. Those are, those are going to be the first phrase that comes out, man. Big Papa. What's up, brother? Excited to have you, Sonia. She says, you always make my lunch break enjoyable with your live streams. Boom. I like it. The timing just works. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Alejandro, what's up, man? Glad that you guys are here. Yeah. And Kyle repping the residency hat. That's what's up. Um, the hoodie Kyle had on at Cleveland was fire. It was, uh, I, I remember that one. It was solid. I love it. Um, and yeah, Sean, I, would happily take Kirk as a backup over Sam Donald. Yeah, of course. But dude, that dude's making 35 million guaranteed a year. I don't think he's going to give a discount to be a backup and whatever else, but yeah, I would take him over that. But yeah, it, it's not happening. All right. Like the, the Kirk Cousins stuff. It's, it's over. It's done. D U N. And I'm thankful for it. Thank you, Brock Purdy. If for no other reason, then I don't have to worry about that dude being on my team. Now, let's look at what their record is. They're two and four. Last year, they won every single one score game. 
This year, they've lost almost every single one-score game. But here's what's weird about the Vikings. They're around in every game. Now, they're the kings of trash time, and that's kind of who Kirk Cousins is. He pads his stats. You know, you look at Kirk Cousins' fourth quarter stats, whenever he's down multiple scores, he's he's elite. But he's always going to get them down multiple scores. Um, they lost to Tampa 20-17. to They lost to the Eagles 34-28. And the Eagles gave them that game, but the Vikings are just allergic to winning. Lost against the Chargers, 28-24. Won against the Panthers, barely, 21-13. Lost to the Chiefs, 27-20. That was a blowout game and, you know, trash time again. And they barely beat the, the Bears, 19-13. So you look at their two wins, Bears and Panthers. Those literally are the two worst teams in the NFL whenever you look at whether it's draft or like if the draft was today, that's the number one and number two picks bears have them both, but they've only beat the worst two teams in the NFL. Now to flip that on its head, they played with every team and they've never lost by more than one touchdown. The spread this week, six and a half points. And I'm not betting it. I'm not betting it. Um, I'm betting other things. And I do think the Niners will win and we'll get into our predictions later, but the trash time is, is key. For Kirk Cousins. And I think the Niners will be up several scores at one point during this game, but I don't think that's how it's going to end. Now, if we just look at points scored and points allowed, boil it down to the basics of what football is, right? They're 14th in points scored, 21 and a half points per game, 23rd in points allowed, 22 and a half. But now Justin Jefferson's out. Justin Jefferson missed one game. They scored 19 points against the worst defense, the Bears, uh, in the NFL. It just was not good. And so yeah, I think that that kind of encompasses who this team is, the Vikings. Bro Montana, what's up, brother? Thanks for the super chat. He says, came from a Vikes family. My bro and I grew up with Steve Young while growing up in Beaverton, Oregon. Ooh, I like it. That is awesome, man. Um, Steve Young. It's funny because, you know, I'm a big skier. So anytime I meet people from like Colorado or Utah, Utah, mainly whenever I go up there to go skiing, a lot of Niners fans because of Steve Young and kind of what he brought, which I which I really, really like. I mean, Steve Young was just awesome. He was great. Now, the 49ers, 5-1. and one. We, we know what they've done. Second in points scored, 30.7 points per game average. Second in points allowed, uh, 14.5 points per game. And you win five in a row, then you lost on the road. Ugly weather, rain, wind, refs, injuries, all those things. And I really feel like it's easy to prep for games. You know, the Niners aren't going to take anybody light, lightly, especially on primetime Monday Night Football, especially with Kirk Cousins and your coach has flirted with him for so long. So if you're on the offense and you like Brock Purdy, you want to do well this game. If you're on the defense and you like Brock Purdy, you want to do that well this game. And if you are a contract player, you want to do incredibly well this game because if you're Brandon Ayuk or if you're Jennings, who's got one more year, or whomever, if you want to come back and get paid by the Niners, your chances of doing that will drop considerably if the Niners go out and get Kirk Cousins, which I don't think that they will. Again, I don't even think it's a possibility anymore. But this is just one more way to solidify a cheap rookie deal for Brock, which lets players get paid more. And so you've got to go out there and do that. Now, the Vikings are a bad team, and they're kind of tanking with class. 
didn't really sign anybody, didn't really go out and try to make their team or roster competitive. They're offloading a lot of deals, all those things, but still a decent football team. You look at their PFF ranks. Overall, they're the ninth team from Pro Football Focus. Offense is fifth. Defense is 16th. Special teams, 22nd. Now, 49ers in contrast, second overall, third offense, first defense, 26th special teams. We dropped big time. Special teams was trash last week. I'm going to have that film up here in a little bit on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel, but special teams was awful. Um, It was terrible. So you dropped considerably, and it's not just Jake Moody. Yeah, it was Moody, but everybody not named Mitch Wisnowski was bad, really, really bad. Um, and that cost us, uh, you know, you can lose offense, lost defense, one special teams, lost, you lose two out of three phases of the game. And that's, that's how you lose games. Uh, it, it's, it's, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Now let's get to know, uh, let's do a deep dive on the top personnel for, uh, the decision makers for the Vikings head coach, OCDC, Kevin O'Connell's the head coach, uh, interesting guy from Carlsbad, California. I went to San Diego State. We got a lot of San Diego State guys on our roster. We got a lot of San Diego players on our roster. Um, you know, he was a third-round pick out of San Diego State. Played for the Patriots, Lions, Jets, Dolphins, Jets again, Chargers. Kind of bounced around considerably as a quarterback. Then, my favorite thing about Kevin O'Connor, he's never coached with Kyle Shanahan. He's followed him or been before him everywhere he's gone. And he falls into the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree because he's a McVay disciple. So his first job was quarterbacks coach for the Cleveland Browns in 2015, right after Kyle left. Then he was with the 49ers in 2016, the year before Kyle arrived. He was a special projects guy, um, basically offensive assistant, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they, they come out with cool titles, uh, which, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, after Kyle in Cleveland, before Kyle for San Francisco, then he went to Washington after Kyle, and that's where he hitched his wagon to Sean McVay. Sean McVay was the OC, um, and O'Connell was the quarterback's coach. Then he got promoted to passing game coordinator. Then he got promoted to offensive coordinator when McVay left. Um, he took over as Washington OC. Then he joined McVay as OC there, was with them on their Super Bowl run in 2021. Then he joined the Vikings 2022 as the head coach. So never been with Shanahan, been around Shanahan before and after Shanahan. He's a McVay guy. Um, and that that's kind of who he is. Now, if, if we look at his head coaching record, he's 15 and 8. They were awesome last year, but fraudulent. Got exposed by the Giants in the playoffs and just got freaking boat raced uh, terrible oh and one in the postseason not good not great at all um now their oc west phillips and i thought that this guy was interesting because he went to school in williamsville which is you know new york then he went to college in utep university of texas el paso and i don't know a lot of people that go from new york to utep and then he played with the san diego riptide look at that uh, that is awesome Went back to UTEP as a student assistant, then West Texas A&M quarterbacks coach back in 2004, then Baylor, then he was with the Dallas Cowboys as a quality control guy, 2007 to 2010. Um, 
got promoted to uh, assistant offensive line coach, then tight end coach. You know how much I respect tight end coaches. Hardest position to coach offensively. Um, you got to know it all. Then he joined the Washington Redskins right after Kyle. That's <laughs> their tight ends coach. Then he went to the Rams tight ends coach, um, promoted to passing game coordinator. And then his first OC job is currently with the Vikings, which this is his second year. He was there last year. Now he's there. And again, won a Super Bowl um, with the Rams in 2021. DC, we know a lot about Brian Flores. Um, he's awesome. Uh, Brooklyn, New York guy, played at BC. Um, you know, was with the Patriots forever and worked his way up from special teams assistant to special teams coach, to defensive assistant, to safety coach, to linebackers coach, and he won several Super Bowls with them. He was there for a decade, a little over a decade. Then he went to Miami as the head coach. That whole lawsuit thing, whatever, got crazy. He was with the Steelers last year, and this is his first year with the Vikings as D.C., but he's won four Super Bowls. So there's a lot there. Now, I am constantly refreshing um, my feed on Twitter and everything else because the injuries are really, really difficult. I fly out early in the morning, and so that's why I'm doing this show today. Um, I don't know how the injuries are going to go, and it's pretty difficult to set up bets and predictions and all that stuff when you don't know if CMC, Debo, Trent Williamson, Dre Greenlaw, what's their status? They haven't practiced yet this week. I, I don't think that they're going to practice today, and everything's bumped back. Usually it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but instead, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday because it's a Monday night game. So we've got extra time, which is helpful this week. And I do expect most to play. Will all of them play? We'll see. But if we look at the Vikings, they're struggling too. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, the you know their franchise player, he's on IR and he's going to be out for a while. Marcus Davenport, who is you know one of their edge rotation guys, he's out. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Naylor, he's limited with a hamstring injury, but he's one of the guys replacing Justin Jefferson. So the backup to the franchise player is struggling. Uh, Caleb Evans, one of their defensive backs, oblique injury, CMC, right? I mean, it happens. He was limited. And Ezra Cleveland, um, one of their guards, foot issue, didn't practice. So there's injuries on both sides. And, and that sucks. I, 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 the NFL is just what's going to happen. So understand as we move forward with this, we don't really know uh, <laughs> exactly who's going where and who's not. But I can tell you this. We, myself, we're flying out tomorrow, and I'm so pumped. And if you're coming to the Monday Night Football game, you got to come hang out with us. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right, um, just some updated details for people that need them. Sunday night or Sunday afternoon from 2 to 5 p.m., we're going to be downtown Minneapolis at the Union Rooftop, one block from Tom's. So whenever if you're going to the official 49ers party, just come hang out with us once that ends, 2 to 5. And then we got our tailgate in the purple lot right across the street from the stadium. It's going to be incredible. Just It's a small lot, so uh, you'll see our flags and all that stuff we'll have up. Come say what's up, man. Um, we, we appreciate you guys and so looking forward. So many people have reached out. That's the cool thing is, you know, we weren't we weren't at Cleveland last week. And, you know, I put a charge up to you guys and we were able to get a whole bunch of people together, even though we weren't there, which was so cool. And I, it's the community building itself and it just freaking pumps me up. Oh, Don Burke, congratulations, man. Detroit versus everybody five and one. This week's huge. Um, we're we're going to figure out. I think that the Lions are a good football team. Um, number three in the NFC, and they're playing number three in the AFC against the Ravens. So we'll see what happens. Best of luck uh, with you guys. And right here, Ed, he says, yeah, John, completely agree with Justin Jefferson out. We should win this game handily. The defense is pissed off after listening to the interviews. Yeah. You hold yourself to a standard, and lapses happen. We'll we'll see how they respond. A lot of it was personnel. Randy Gregory coming back was huge. I freaking love the way that dude played. And I'm just going to be honest. Uh, Oren Burks was worse than I thought he was. You know, just loaded the last defensive breakdown on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel. He was terrible. Oh, my God. He was so bad. Um, it was It was bad, bad, bad. Like, you're talking like 25 bad plays uh, that he had that were just terrible. And I love Warren Burks. He's one of my favorite players in, on the 49ers roster because of the depth he brings, that dude just crapped the bed. Um, and so if Dre Greenlaw comes back, that solves so many of the issues that took place. Uh, so many. Um, and right here, yeah, RTP, they're a good football team. And we'll have to see them in the playoffs talking about the Lions. Yeah, definitely not talking about the Vikings. They ain't going. Now, the history of the 49ers uh, Vikings, it's close. 25 wins for the Niners, 23 for the Vikings with one tie. So, I mean, it's almost a 50-50 split. Last time we played them, it was before their new coaching staff came in, was in 2021. Um, 49ers won 34-26. to uh, Game was close. You know, Kirk Cousins threw two touchdowns, one interception. Jimmy Garoppolo threw one touchdown, one interception. Like the most Jimmy G game ever. 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception, two sacks. Like, that's just Jimmy G. You know what I mean? And like it was the quintessential Jimmy G game. And we won, which Jimmy wins. That's what he does. Dalvin Cook, they couldn't run the ball. Cook had 10 rush attempts for 39 yards. This was an Elijah Mitchell game last time we played him. 27 rush attempts for 133 rush yards. And he added another five catches for 35 yards. Over 150 total yards for Elijah Mitchell. Debo, six catches, 66 yards. Um, Ayuk. Uh, where, where were we at? Here we go. Ayuk, three 
I messed up earlier. Those Debo stats were rush attempts. Six rushes, 66 yards. Um, one catch for 12 yards. I used three catches, 91 yards. Um, yeah, it was just a fun game. It, I, I was at that one, and it was a good time. It was a good time. Now, if we look at what, you know, I, I said it's a classy tank that we, we put down. Yeah, and Juwan Jennings touchdown versus the Vikes. I, I love seeing that right there, Michelle. Thank you, or Melissa, sorry. Thank you. That's awesome. I, Jawan Jennings is tough as hell, man, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do because I think he's going to get some looks. Their corners are bad, so I could strongly see the 49ers doing a lot more 11 personnel this week because their corners are just really bad. They've only added really one player, Dalton Reisner. They lost Dalvin Tomlinson, who was awesome against us last week, Irv Smith Jr., Patrick Peterson, and we're playing against Irv Smith Jr. next week. So I feel like we played against all the guys they lost. Draft-wise, Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC, he's played well. We're going to see a lot of him. Uh, Makai Becton, Blackman, their corner out of USC. We're going to see him a lot. Jay Ward, LSU, we're going to see him. Safety, they've used their draft picks. And, yeah, they're going to play. That's just what it is. We're going to see them out there. Now... Let's focus on this defense. Let's dive into what the Vikings do well. Not a lot. <laughs> Remember, these ranks are out of 32 teams. 21st points allowed, 15th yards, so they're right in the middle yards. 20th in turnovers, 20th in first downs, 22nd pass touchdowns, 22nd interceptions. It's a big drop-off going from Cowboys defense, which you dismantled, Brown's defense, which is actually elite, I mean, I think they're the best until we show otherwise, which we didn't put up our best. They did. So you're going, you're talking about playing back to back, probably number five, six defense with the, you know, Cowboys to, I would put number one defense or number two with the Browns to literally, they're not good. This team's not good. 18th rush yards allowed. Um, 25th and third down percentage, 27th and fourth down percentage, 26th and red zone percentage. This is a bad defense. And you look at the talent that they have, it's not good. It is not good. Danielle Hunter, Daniel, Daniel Hunter, how I, I, I know I pronounce it wrong, is about it. That's their only lineman that has done really anything. Outside of that, their linebackers have played well. And Pace Jr. and Jordan Hicks, hook them horns, baby. Um, Harrison Hitman Smith's great, but he's about to be 35, like in a month. You know what I mean? Like, he's long in the tooth. Cameron Bynum's played really well as the other safety, but, man, they're just not good. They don't have the roster. They just don't have it. Talking Head says, very much looking forward to the Jacksonville game. Yeah, and for that Jacksonville game, I'm pumped about it because we're going to be hanging out with the legend himself, Frank Gore. So he's going to be coming out. And and I do want to make this quick announcement. On 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, I probably should have said, you know, you can go buy your autograph ticket now if you're coming to Jacksonville um, and you want to meet and greet Frank Gore and get an autograph. Those are up now. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, they're as cheap as they're going to be. We have to pay per autograph. That's kind of the way it works. And, and we have to pay a fee to get them out. And we got to pay for autograph, all that stuff. So this is the cheapest it's going to be. So if you want, if you're coming out to Jacksonville, want to meet Frank Gore, go there, buy your ticket now because those prices are going to go up. Um, that that's kind of we always want to reward the early birds and the people that help us. 
the cost up front and all that stuff. It helps us out tremendously. So if you want to meet Frank Gore and get an autograph, all that stuff, head over there now. I think that's going to be huge. So uh, appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that. Now, a couple comments. What's up, RTP? He says, third of the way through the season, offense is finding its way, defense leading the way. Yeah, two weeks ago, we were talking about how the offense was better than the defense. I haven't seen many of those comments. Not saying that you said that, Matt. Um, but, yeah, if we can get better in all three phases, I love the positive outlook there, man. He's such a good dude. Ed, can't wait, John. When Greenlaw comes back after the entry, he's a dog. Yeah, we saw how important he was. We saw how important he was. Um, he's huge. Now, the strengths of this defense, the Vikings, it, it's rough to find. Um, th there's just not a lot there. Their corner, actually, Byron Murphy Jr., you know, who was with the Cardinals, he's with them now, and they're making the same damn mistake. They're playing him outside because their corners are so bad, but he's his best as a slot nickel guy. He was great as that, like pro bowl level slot guy, but they keep playing him outside. The contract, the money, I get it, but that's not where he's good at. Their scheme, it's blitz. It's just blitz, blitz, blitz. <laughs> it's blitz, blitz and attack. And if they get beat, so be it. You know, break down the way in which Brian Flores operates his secondary is interesting. 71% zone coverage, you know, one of the highest, 14% um, cover zero. That's most in the NFL. We played the Giants, and they blitzed like 35 times. <laughs> they run cover zero man, blitz everybody 11%. This team, 14.4%, so even more. And the giant, the Giants are second. Vikings are first. Cover two, 30% of the time. Cover three, 31%. We run both those. So there's nothing really new there. But listen to these blitz numbers because I can tell you percentages. Listen to these numbers. Versus Chicago last week, they blitzed 26 times. Kansas City, 24. Carolina, 18. Against the Chargers, they blitzed 42 times. That was a crazy, crazy game. Philly 16, Tampa Bay 21. That's their blitz totals. And so seems like the more mobile the quarterback, the less they blitz. I don't put Brock into the mobile blitz category um, near as much. And so uh, we'll see. Trey Hall, what's up, man? Appreciate the super chat. Is Purdy more than a system quarterback? Be honest. I think so. Well, this conversation is always weird to me. Because there's no time that we're ever going to see Brock Purdy outside of the system that he operates in. And I don't see the comment of a system quarterback as an insult. So, okay, what is the system? The outside zone heavy, you know, quick passing, whatever. People want to call it West Coast, but Kyle wouldn't. He wouldn't call it that. Could he operate in a gap vertical attack scheme? Probably not. That's not his strength. Can he throw the deep ball? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, you put him on the Chiefs, could he do all the same things? Is, is he Patrick Mahomes? No, but I think the offense would flow. You put him on the Patriots, I think the offense would, like, you know what I mean? So, I hate that question. There's so much to it, but I don't really care because he's in our system, and we are not. We don't have to see him in somebody else's system. So, I don't, I don't really care. And so, I, I don't see it as an insult. I don't consider, I, we don't know. Uh, the world may never know. But I like Brock, and I'm totally cool with him, you know, being around and being with us for the long term. 
Ed says the system quarterback talk is so inaccurate. Every quarterback plays in a system. Yeah, it's hard to divorce that. So unless you're bouncing around, but then you look at somebody like Aaron Rodgers, everybody adjusts their system to his strengths. So is it he a system quarterback, even though he can make every throw and whatever else? I get that. Like it's just a weird conversation for me. But uh, I appreciate the question, Trey. And I would say this: I'm have the utmost utmost confidence in Brock Purdy. If I could have Brock Purdy or Kirk Cousins, I'm taking Brock Purdy. If if in the contract situation plays a lot into that, but if I was going to have the same amount of cap space used for Brock Purdy and for, you know, Kirk Cousins, I'm still taking Brock Purdy cuz he protects the ball cuz he didn't piss down his leg during primetime games. Kirk Cousins Dude's allergic to primetime and lights and pressure. That's not who Brock Purdy is, right? Uh, <laughs> Trey, lastly, um, Nick Wright has a face that is easy to punch. Yeah, all love. That's what he said. I'm with you. I don't disagree. I didn't even know who that man was until uh, people started sending me videos of him, and I was like, I will never click on a link or video ever again with that guy talking. Um, it's, it's so much of those people – on those network sites just don't understand football. They're just talking heads and I get it. He's making money and I'm happy for him, but yeah, it's I'm staying away, man. It's just, I don't want to listen to people that don't even watch football games, break down football games that don't watch them. They don't even watch them. And if they do watch them, it's probably on red zone and they don't go through the film. They like, they don't know football. They don't know football. Um, so I'm good there. I'm just going to stay away. I'm just going to stay away. Now, Let's jump to the offensive side, and to start this one, uh, I love this clip. One of the newest 49ers that I think everybody loves is Randy Gregory. That that dude balled out on a limited snap, you know, rate, and I hope it shoots up. I hope this dude gets 40-plus snaps this week um, and plays a lot. This is Randy Gregory um, on the Vikings offense. They, they have their situationally, they, they play different some, sometimes throughout the years. Um, I think last year they had trouble finishing mm -hmm. some games. Um, you know, this year, same deal. You know, Kirk, Kirk is Kirk. Um, you give him time, he's going to dice you up. Uh, I think they have a real good running game. Uh, played against Derrick Shaw, so I you know, think highly of him. Um, haven't seen a lot on their defense, obviously, but um, they're just like any other team in the NFL. You give them enough space, they're going to make some plays. So um, got to be a little bit tighter in our our form and our technique this week, uh, especially against the run, and uh, have, have a better outing this week. Yeah, and so I, I like that assessment, and they are a good offense, and a lot of it is because of their their tackles are great. Darisol is the number one rated tackle in pro football focus ahead of Trent Williams, and O'Neal, um, you know, Brian O'Neal is their right tackle. He's sixth. Their center is second, Bradbury. So they've got talent at the talent-needed positions there. And so you've got the quarterbacks, you've got the wide receivers. They just can't run the damn ball. They are built a pass-happy, pass-protection team. They just can't run. Uh, so let's go through their ranks out of 32 teams. This is the Vikings offense. 17th in points, 12th in yards. 31st in turnovers. Kirk Cousins can't protect the ball, never has. 32nd in fumbles lost. They've lost nine fumbles in six games. That's Yeah, it's bad. 10th interception, 17th first downs, third in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns, Justin Jefferson, um, also TJ Hawkinson. He's great. We'll talk more about him in a second. 32nd rush attempts. They abandoned the run game. 
30th in rushing yards, 31st in rushing touchdowns. They're tied for dead last. They have zero. No rushing touchdowns. They don't run the ball. 27th third down percentage, uh, fourth on fourth downs, though. So that's that's key. 19th in the red zone. And so, like, you look at this offense, and it's just like, man, I don't understand. Because Darisaw, I don't know, like, trade deadline's approaching less than two weeks away. And the Vikings are a sell team. Like, that's just what it is. And I think Daniel Hunter is a for real possibility at defensive end. And, yes, I want him even though Gregory's been awesome. I'm done with Drake Jackson for this year. He just he needs to play five to ten snaps minimum, like or maximum. That's it. He's that bad. He's really bad. I think he was on the ground like seven times defensively in the game. Like he just gets pancaked every other play. Um, I would like to get Danielle Hunter. Now my dream, and everybody's like, oh, Patrick Sertan, or, you know, go get Brian Burns and whatever else. Like that's cool. My dream would be Christian Darisol. I would trade multiple first rounders and pay him top of the line tackle money, put him at right tackle, even though I don't think the issue has been Colton McKivitz, but Darisol's that damn good. And then you slide him over, you know, he's your long-term guy whenever Trent does retire, but I would give up the farm for Christian Darisol. I love that dude coming out of college, and he's been incredible. Here, Here's a quick clip of Bosa when he was asked about Christian Darisol. Um, I haven't watched too much in the past game yet. He looks good in the run. He's one of the better turnout players that we played, and um, he's very athletic, uh, big. <laughs> I love Nick Bosa just makes me laugh, man. Um, he cracks me up. Talking head, appreciate the super chat. I will say we pointed out all the Cleveland deficiencies, explaining why they beat us. It's interesting. All Minnesota's games have been decided by one score. Yeah, I mean, this team, last year and this year, they hang around. And so that that's the Kirk Cousins MO. Even whenever he's good, he's going to give your chance, your team a chance to get back in the game because he just throws so many interceptions. I mean, he's terrible at protecting the ball. Fumbles, you know, whatever else. But the other side of the coin is, dude, if Kirk Cousins down three scores, that game's still competitive because he could throw lights out for consecutive times. It's just, man, when the when the pressure's on to win, that's where he comes up short. That's why Kirk Cousins in primetime has been so terrible. Uh, kid, I'm serious. Betting against Kirk Cousins is putting my kids through college. It's going to. Uh, because I've made so much money just betting against this dude in primetime. The problem is the spread is just too much. And so you bet the money line, it's not there either this week. So uh, that that's where it kind of hurts. Um, but, but it's what it is. Now, their weaknesses, their running backs are terrible. Alexander Madison, they bet on him being way better than Dalvin Cook, and he was great in a reserve role. He's been trash. He's been terrible all year. You know, we look at, if we just look at his stats as far as just rush attempts, 82 attempts, 320 yards, zero touchdowns. He's averaging under four yards a carry. It's just not good. Cam Akers, not good. Um, Ty Chandler's been banged up. I think he's probably their best running back. They just don't have it. And they abandon it. And, and that's on the coach. You cannot abandon the running game and beat the 49ers. You're not going to go out there and throw the ball consistently with a turnover-prone quarterback and beat this team. You can't do it. Like that, that's you got to run the ball. The, the, the blueprint was set last week. You run the ball, screens, misdirection. That's how you do it. And 
that's not their offense. That's not what they do. Um, you know, it's a McVay scheme. So thank Rams. We see that all the time. We destroy that all the time. But with a worse quarterback and without any running game whatsoever. And they even went out and got trade Cam Akers, right? Like, it's the same scheme. Now, if we look at Cousins, negative EPA versus zone coverage. We play more zone than anybody. Their tendencies, 30% play action, 9% screens, 9% deep passes. Uh, if you look at their deep passes, ball traveling 20-plus air yards on a throw, 10 out of 22. So 10 completions on 22 attempts, three touchdowns, one interception. But almost all that was Jefferson. Almost all of that. Now, if we're looking at best matchups, TJ Hawkinson's incredible. They traded for him. Foundational piece. Um, he's great. This is the Iowa tight ends. You know what I mean? Kittle. And then TJ Hawkinson. Like, they're the best of the best. And he is incredible. But Tayshawn Gibson has done really, really well against tight ends this year, especially Pat Fryermuth, Darren Waller. Now. Hawkinson's better than both those and closer to Fryermuth than he is Waller. Waller's just a big wide receiver. Hawkinson's incredible. So that's my fear. Justin Jefferson's out. Addison's going to make some plays. He generates space. Osborne, not too concerned. Powell is their slot guy now. Like not having Justin Jefferson, everybody had to step up. And that's a problem because Jordan Addison's great at number two. He's not a good number one. Osborne's a good slot guy. He's not a good number two. And Powell, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. It, it, it's problems. Now, back to the matchups. Hawkinson and Gibson's going to be fun as hell. Bosa versus Darisaw is the best matchup this game has. That is blue chip, blue chip. Uh, that is incredible. I am so pumped to watch that. Um, Fred Warner versus Kirk Cousins. Golly, man. That, that is... Fred's a shark. You know what I mean? Like... You give this dude an ounce of blood in the water, and it's just, he smiles. He loves the adversity. When we first got Fred, he was quiet. His press conferences were boring. And just every year, that dude just, you know, you see the gif, right? His, his trash talk has just shot through the roof. His confidence, he's flexing on people. You know, Fred against Kirk. Cousins is hilarious to me because they're just the two opposite players. One's a gamer that has his best games when it matters most, and the other one is the exact opposite of that. It's the exact opposite of that. And so I, I'm pumped about this game. I really am. Now, the other side, Danielle Hunter versus, you know, our tackles is going to be awesome. Uh, Trent Williams, that's going to be a fun matchup. Kittle versus Harrison Smith, you know, two of the most physical people at their position. Harrison Hitman Smith, right? The safety. He's old, long in the tooth, but that's going to be fun. And I'm excited about that. And whoever are running back against Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks plays a good ball. He really, really is. Um, <laughs> Chris <laughs> says, Kyle's going to have a heart attack if Fred hurts his crushed cousins. That is funny, man. Um, <laughs> I love that. Right here, I believe Huff will have a big game uh, with what Minnesota runs on offense. Watch this one. I like that, Ed. Um, and you're right. I mean, Huff has been the single high safety, the middle and cover three. And I mean, we've kept him back a lot more um, than, than we have in the past. I think that's huge. I think that's huge. I, I think somebody ringing my doorbell. 
Uh, hopefully, uh, my wife could get that. Uh-oh, she's in a meeting too. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll see. We're getting a couch delivered, which is awesome for her, but um, we'll see. We will see. Um, now, let, let's get to some of these connections. Um, Nikhil, Harry, and B.A. played together at ASU. Fred Warner and Kyrus Tonga played at BYU. Uh, Lewis Sign, Charlie Warner played together at Georgia. Uh, Brock Purdy and Kine Nwangu, I'm sure I messed that up, played together at Iowa State. TDP at Ingram, um, Jay Ward, Jet Quaylen Roy, all at LSU. I love LSU names every time. They never disappoint. Ambry Thomas, Josh Matilas played together at Michigan. Braden Willis, Brian Asamoah at Oklahoma. There, There's a lot of them. My dog's going batshit crazy. <laughs> Sorry, hopefully that didn't come across on here. Um, Demo, Demo and Troy Die, they were together. O- Oregon, a lot of South Carolina guys. Debo Kinlaw, DJ Wanham, um, Nick Muse, they, they were all at South Carolina. And CMC and Harrison Phillips played together at Stanford. So you've got a lot of those fun connections between these teams, which I like. I, 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 I think that they matter to the people. They matter to the players. They matter to the coaches whenever you're playing against other people, it's easy just to think like, oh, well, we're just going to turn it on every single time. But these connections matter. Now, here we go, baby. Uh, this week, I, I'm, I'm cautioning everybody to hold off your bets till we get some more information on these injuries. But when you do bet, you know who to bet with. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick, carries a one-time rollover, can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, Lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. Uh, Steve and I appreciate the pronunciation guide. It's Daniel Hunter, and here's the thing. You know, I taught for 15 years, and I would always, I would take home pronunciation guides and I would practice, 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 practice. And I'd go back and for some reason, this brain bucket is just a disaster and it just spits out names and stupid, you know, Texan talk and I mess it up and I can practice, practice, practice. I just mess it up all the time. And so thank you for the help and I will try my best. I hate mispronouncing people's names because, you know, I want to be accurate and give them the respect that they need, but Ah, I'm going to try. Daniel Hunter, I'm going to mess it up the next show, I guarantee it. Um, Now, 
bets this week. Um, I'm waiting to put all my bets in until we get some more information. Probably going to do that Saturday or Sunday. So you can stay tuned for that. We post all of those. Jerry Rice tearing up on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel. And the links are in the description of this video. Uh, Two-team teaser this week. Plus seven points. I'm taking Dolphins plus 10 over the Eagles, man. I think that's going to be a fun game. We're going to see who's for real and who's not. Um, 10 points in the Dolphins. I'll take that. You know, the Eagles haven't really blown anybody out, so I'm sticking with that, even though I think the Eagles probably will win. Um, I want the Dolphins to win. The 10 points is just extra juicy. And the 49ers uh, with the plus seven. They just got to win, just like last week, uh, which if the Niners would have made that damn field goal last week, we would have had a record week um, betting-wise. But it happens, and that's why we bet. And so sometimes it goes right, sometimes it goes wrong. I bet 49ers score on the opening drive, and I'm betting Cousins over one interception. Um, I'm going to wait for the rest whenever we get some more news. So let's do um, – I did not go get the door. I think my wife did, or at least I hope she did, or they left, but we'll figure it out. Um, she's going to be mad at me, but I love her. Uh, I'm going to play this part of the – podcast for her uh, <laughs> she's not a subscriber which that's a red flag right anyway uh <laughs> joking now uh let's get your predictions in your opinion and you guys can drop this whether you want to drop a score prediction or you want to drop you know kittle's gonna have five catches for whatever or so and so is gonna have so many tackles let's share that now i understand it's difficult this week was probably one of the hardest because we don't know our top linebacker might not play or top tackling linebacker might not play in dre greenlaw um, and three of our studs might not play on offense. I think Trent Williams is going to play. He finished out the game. I think CMC is going to play. Debo's my biggest question mark along with Dre Greenlaw. So it makes it hard. And, you know, the Vikings are a trash team. I, I, I'm i just going to say that. I don't respect their roster. I don't respect the way they handle games. I don't respect the way that they handle their business. I don't think they're bad people or bad players or bad coaches character-wise. I just think it's it's a middle school way of calling games, and they just don't know how to manage games. They really, really don't. So, And trash time is huge for them. They're down multiple scores and then fight back all the time, and the game's never really competitive, but the score and the box score looks competitive. And so yeah, I'm just... I'm not betting the 49ers to cover this week, but I do think that they're going to win. That's why I'm doing the teaser bet. And I think the 49ers are going to run the ball. I wish we would have done it more last week. It was a one-score game. And Kyle, three rush attempts, and I think 11 pass attempts in the fourth quarter. That was stupid. Um, but this game, we're not going to be trailing. We're going to be running the ball. I mean, the last time we played them, Elijah Mitchell had over 150 total yards. So whether CMC's in or not, I don't care. If I was in charge, Jordan Mason would be getting 15 touches. <laughs> Probably even if CMC's playing. Like, Jordan Mason, this is a Jordan Mason-style game. It really, really is. And Elijah Mitchell, if he's healthy and he can come out there and play, last week was pathetic, abysmal, what he put on tape. It was awful. But hopefully, now he gets a practice all week. He got a game under his belt. We could see the Elijah Mitchell of old, um, which would be awesome. And I would love this. Now, you know, little-known fact Elijah Mitchell holds the record for 49ers ever on yards per rush. Like, Elijah Mitchell's no chopped liver. The issue is he's always hurt. But whenever he's not hurt, the dude puts up great games. Last week was bad, but I think he had, you know, three carries or whatever. It was just bad. 
when Elijah Mitchell's out there, he's great. So whether it's TDP, Jordan Mason, CFC, don't give a damn. Kyle Juszczyk, Debo if he plays, Ray Ray if he, I don't care. Run the damn ball. The, the key stat of the week is 32. 32 rush attempts, you win this game, period. Run the damn ball. Now, Ayuk versus these corners is funny. Ayuk's a mismatch versus everybody, but their corners are just bad. They're not good. They're not good. They do run zone, so that's to their benefit. Man versus Ayuk is usually bad. It was bad last week. He just had three drops. And so still gave the team a chance to win the ball, I'm just saying. And Kittle versus Hawkinson. I think that's important. Yeah, Kittle only getting one catch last week was terrible. That was awful. Him against these linebackers, let's make it happen. Now, off, op, opposite side of the ball, 49ers got to stop the run, which is not hard to do against this team. They might not even run the ball. But if you make them one-dimensional, you make Kirk Cousins pass the ball 40 times, which I think he's going to do, um, they're going to be in trouble. I wonder, you know, I looked this up earlier, but if we look at just the pass attempts of Kirk Cousins, his last, he's thrown over 40 times in four games. Four games. That's stupid. <laughs> and you know what's funny? All four of those games, they lost. They beat Carolina, he threw the ball 19 times. They beat the Bears, he threw the ball 31 times. So 32 is the number of rush attempts I want for the 49ers, and 40 is the number of pass attempts I want for Kirk Cousins. Those are my two hits as far as, man, if, if they stick to those two things, you make the Vikings throw it, you force yourself to run it, it it's just that's there's a way that you can beat the 49ers, and you're going to need help from the rest, from turnovers. We saw that with the Browns last week. The recipe is not throw the ball a lot. You, you know, you, the Rams went out and threw the ball nonstop, and they were perfect for a half. Perfect. And the game was tied. Then you can't continue to do that in the second half when you make adjustments and all those things and the ball doesn't bounce your way and you don't get the calls. That's the thing. The way that this game is designed, the Vikings game plan with how they built their team does not match up against the 49ers at all. It doesn't. So I've got the 49ers winning. Uh, I've got the 49ers up three scores in the fourth quarter. But I think the final score, 27 to 20, I could see this being a 27 to 10 game in the fourth quarter of 17 points and then some trash opportunities and, you know, whatever else the game ends close. Uh, so I have the 49ers covering, but I'm not betting it. Um, and yeah, Chaz, CMC anytime TD. If CMC plays, I'm betting it, uh, period. He's going for the all-time record. If CMC plays, that dude is scoring a damn touchdown. That's what it is. I, I'm with you there. And so, oh, look at this one, Joe. Moody, three field goals. I like that. I'd be fine with that. I have no problem with that. Um, keep putting that kicker out there. And I'm going to say this early on. If you got a fourth down opportunity, not that I want Kyle not to go for it. I want him to be aggressive. But if you're on the fence, kick the damn field goal. Give him an opportunity to get out there and get it out of his system sooner rather than later. So if it's first quarter, and you've got a fourth and three from, you know, the 30, kick the field goal. Get that kid out there. Have a little bit more sense of urgency to get him out there early. You don't want to wait in his first chance out there, fourth quarter, 
you know, whether it's this game or next game, get them out there in a non-pressure situation and let's see what happens there. You know what I mean? I, hopefully that makes sense. So this was fun. I'm going to go get yelled at. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, fly it out early in the morning. If you're coming out, 49ersRestRoadTrip.com. Come party with us. Um, Niners get this dub. Right the ship. Six and one is an incredible record. Just got to be yourself. Vikings can't beat you. And I don't think the Browns really beat us either. We beat ourselves. Browns played well. I'm not trying to take it away from them. But if we just played an average game, we win that game 10 out of 10 times. We did not. We beat ourselves. The Vikings cannot beat the 49ers. We turn the ball over. We have missed tackles. We have stupid penalties. We suck on special teams. That's how the Niners will lose games. You just get out of your own way. This game going to be easy. All right, it's Monday Night Football. It's Kirk Cousins. He's allergic to it. We are made for this. Niners, go get that dub. We'll be live after the show, live from the stadium. And until next time, love you guys. Stay strong, faithful. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.